Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. So for today's podcast, we sat down and reflected on a real-life example of what happens to our community dynamics when our world is operating from a place of trauma, how we can start approaching our emotions as messengers, and we also take you guys into what we describe as energy surfing, which means being the observer of the shifts in energy that happen within each one of us and in the collective without trying to control it, repel it, or becoming attached to it. This helps us travel light and stay aligned with the flow of life. And we process through the aspects of quarantine life that we want to make sure we take with us as the world begins going back to normal. So just take a moment to breathe deeply with us. And press play. Pretty mental family. Have you guys been keeping up with us on Instagram? If so, you've seen that we've been collaborating with Good Energy and no other agency to host a mental health conversation every single Thursday during the month of May in which we are normalizing being human as per usual while diving into different topics of the mental health conversation. And last week we did anxiety and the survival instinct. It actually turned out to be a really awesome dialogue between the other moderator and the two guests that were there. And it was really cool to see how many people joined the Zoom call and how many people were resonating with the topic of anxiety and survival mode. And really, it just made us super aware that really we need to be having these conversations on more and more of a regular basis so that we can keep normalizing being human. Yeah, we had like 200 people show up and everyone in the chat was going off like they loved it and they were so excited to talk about anxiety they were excited to talk about their experience with anxiety every time the moderator or not the moderator one of our guests would you know be really vulnerable and talk about something that was happening within with their life the chat would go off and everyone would be like amen yes my god thank you for saying that um I go through that too so being on the other side of it you know moderating the chat it was so just it was amazing. It really felt like we created like a holding, we were holding space. That's amazing. I, I could only see glimpses of the chat while I was talking because I wanted to make sure I stayed centered and didn't get too distracted. But we definitely want to keep incorporating the people that are in the chat more and more into the questions that we answer. 
in the sessions that come along. So it's going to be every Thursday. You guys join us. Every Thursday at 6 p.m. for the month of May. We have new topics every Thursday, new guests. We will switch out moderators. It's fun. You guys need to join us. And if you're not following us on Instagram, we are at Pretty Mental Official. We have the link uh, to the invitation and the Zoom link in our bio. So join us, family. Yeah. And moving on to what have I been up to lately? Just asking myself here. <laughs> so I started a new, or I we, I'm weaving in a new way of eating into my bean protocol. And if any of you guys have ever heard of it, well, oh my God, if any of you guys have ever heard of this, let me know and tell me if you've done it and if you've had any experience with it because I'm fascinated. It's called food combining. Have you heard of it, Paula? No, only because you said it last weekend. Yeah, it's called food combining. And essentially the premise behind it is that different stomach acids release with different food. So I think acid is what uh, breaks down proteins and then more like alkaline stomach acids break down starches. So it's different ones for different foods. And when we mix certain foods that don't go well together, those acids get neutralized and not everything gets digested. And then when we eat certain things by themselves or in combination with other foods that are more complementary, then they get entirely digested and they our body soaks up all the nutrients and then we get rid of all the rest of the toxins. So essentially, it's just another way of using food as information for as your a, body. As a biohack. I uh, love, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> you love that word. It's, I don't, it's how we used to eat. If you think about it, when we were cavemen, we wouldn't like find some fruit and it's like, okay, not eating this fruit till I get that tiger. So y'all hold up a second. Um, and then we get the tiger and we're like, yeah, but like this would be delicious <laughs> with some. <laughs> that would have been me if I was a caveman. It really would. I'm just kidding. Like I must have one bite of the tiger and one bite of the fruit in equal proportions <laughs> because I like the way that the combination of flavors mixes in my taste buds. I really eat this way. <laughs> she really does. It, but the thing is, is back then we would just eat fruit. The easiest thing to find in the morning I'm not eating that, by the way. So I'm taking bits and pieces of all these different things and just creating my own little experiment. Cool. I'll keep y'all updated. And then after the fruit, we would go and hunt all day and then have the protein at night. So just, if you guys are interested in it, look it up. It is so fascinating. I'm so excited to see how this impacts my body because I really approach my mental health in a very holistic way with mind, body, and soul. And our... Our scientists are now saying that our gut is our first brain and then our our mind is our second brain. So everything that we eat is really feeding all of the information that we need for the rest of our bodies. And if we're not digesting properly, we're holding on to these toxins. And if we're not giving ourselves enough nutrients and those nutrients aren't getting absorbed into our body then that's also going to send us on another, it's not going to be a balanced mind, body, and soul. So I really take the way that I eat pretty seriously because I, I do notice how it impacts my my body. And if, I think a big problem that we have here in America is that we eat a lot of sugar and alcohol. And if your body is spending all of this time trying to break down the food that is not going to help you, 
the rest of that, you're going to have very little energy left. So the rest of your day, you might be tired. You might not be as focused in your work. You might not, you'll have very little energy left. And what people don't know is that you can literally optimize your energy just in the ways that you eat and don't eat. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I can say from experience when I'm eating cleaner, I don't, I don't, like I've said, I don't do a lot of different diets, but I, um, I just kind of eat balanced. That's just what works for me. And when I stick to that and I'm pretty clean about it, everything just works out how, how it needs to. But if I start bringing like sugar and other things, food like that, that's considered a neurotoxin, uh, I can immediately tell the difference in terms of my mood and my energy. Yeah. This stuff is real, man. So how have you been feeling? How have I been feeling? Since you did all these, with all these dietary things, what are the, oh, what, just, what do you notice? I just started like literally like three days ago. Okay. So I'll have to keep you guys updated on how I feel. I use myself as a guinea pig. I mean, I've literally, <laughs> I just have so much fun seeing what's going to come out of this. Am I going to be like clear? Am I going to, is my skin going to clear up? Which is my number one priority is let's see, let's play around with it. So I'll let y'all know. Cool. What have, what have you been up to? Well, this is what we were going to say last time that we recorded the podcast for you guys. Oh my God. The last, so we had just finished recording the podcast on emotional regulation, which is super ironic. And my downstairs neighbor, so here's what happened. I live above somebody with a DJ set in their living room. And I've just kind of been putting up with it because they don't necessarily do it all the time. And I just, you know, you don't feel like starting up anything with your neighbors. So I've just been putting up with it. And then I was thinking if I was going to re-sign my lease. And I told the landlord, like, hey, downstairs neighbors have a DJ set. And granted, I've told them personally a couple times that they could put down the volume, but it didn't they haven't done it. So I finally just said something to the landlord and the downstairs neighbor, she freaked out right after we had done the emotional regulation podcast. I hear, we hear this like aggressive knock on my door and she is just cussing me out. You guys, it was scary. It was really scary. Yeah. It was startling. It was like, I felt like she was, meta like basically punching us through the wall like if she could have punched us she would have yeah it was really aggressive we didn't of course we didn't answer the door um not only because of how aggressive she was but also because of social distancing and we just tried to stay grounded and navigate that whole situation but definitely did not leave us feeling safe so keeping an eye on that situation But for me, what it really brought up is just, man, like how much of our world is operating from a traumatized place? It was wild because we were staying, luckily we were together, so we were able to like pull in some good grounding energy and we were being super calm, super patient, just saying like, hey, okay, so why don't we come up with an agreement? You know, what 
what can we do so you can still play your music, but then we can also still not feel our, literally our entire, we don't even live together, but I was pretending like I lived with Paula. So I don't feel our entire apartment shake. And she was like, just, I don't even, she did, it, there, it wasn't about reason in she that moment. She saw red, red. It was not about reason in that moment. It, clearly her survival felt threatened because that is a violation of the lease and who knows man like people are coming from such different places some people have employment security some people don't some people have a regular income coming in some people don't all of that ties into your survival if you've like if you've had a hard time even just making ends meet throughout your life any little thing that could threaten like your home situation could totally throw you off all that to say I recognize that she was coming from a like really traumatic place because that's the only reason that you're going to lash out with that much anger at somebody. If you know that you're good, if you know that you can afford to move somewhere else, or if you know that like you have options, then some getting a lease violation is not cause for starting a war and feeling like the world's about to end. And I just, you know, I stood there and took it and it kind of made me, it made me kind of sad just to realize that so many of so much of our world is coming from that place and, and that we can't talk to each other from a calmer, more emotionally regulated space because I mean, in her doing that, like luckily Valentina and I practiced grounding ourselves and it didn't last super long, but in her doing that, it's just, it starts creating an energy of like tension and ultimately like war right within communities when we act in that way yeah it was a lot to handle and it really just made me realize that all of us have to learn to hold space for ourselves because she had all the right to feel how she felt that's not what we're saying you know but she could have also just like just known if she had known how to regulate her emotions she'd be able to be like okay so I'm really really mad and and raging right now so maybe now is not the best time to go on to someone and spew all this hate on them Mm -hmm. I'm gonna carry my own hate and my own anger for a minute until it settles down Mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna bring that energy into someone else's space and I'm also gonna approach them in a way that like we can both come out on top yeah and I can talk to this human being as a fellow human being from a place of respect but the only way that we can start creating those that kind of world is if we each learn to regulate our own individual emotions yeah and now more than ever I'm realizing that mental health man we've like we have all a duty to ourselves and to the world to take care of our mental health yeah we've got to show up for it day in and day out and just like all these little diets that I'm doing I'm not going to see results in like a day or a week or maybe even a month this is something that we've got to show up to every single day every little take steps every single day and then before you know it you'll be in a place where regulating your own emotions before you lash out on someone else is the norm yes and again I'll say this that you're not going to really be effective at regulating your emotions until you integrate your traumas because you have to heal them you have to realize why you're responding that way to begin with so that you can hold space for yourself you can't try to forcefully try to regulate your emotions like you may be able to kind of like 
bite your tongue for a moment, but it's not sustainable if you really don't understand why you're responding that way to even begin with. Like it's not going to come from an organic place. You want your emotion regulation to also come from a place of of understanding and why it actually is not necessary for you to respond that angrily to this person, right? Like, again, the part of us that when it feels our survival threat is very black and white. So me giving a complaint about noise is on the scale of discomfort, but it's not it's not on the scale of I'm about to kill this person, right? However, the amount of rage that they responded at me with, which was literally the kind of rage that you bring forth when your life is being threatened. So until we understand why we are responding to the things that we are, it's going to be a lot harder for us to bring in those shades of gray and say, okay, like, look, maybe I've been in a dangerous situation before. This is not it. Let me remind myself, I might want to react in this way that would have been effective in this past situation that was traumatic. But let me remind my brain and my body that that situation has passed, that I'm no longer there. And therefore that level of emotional intensity is not effective for the current situation that I'm trying to navigate. Right. And more often than not, we're reacting to memories. We're not acting to the experiences that are directly in front of us. And that's something that we really have to remember. And that's actually something that I've been practicing on my own lately when I've been getting triggered and an emotion comes up. I really ask, I really use those emotions as messengers. They're like my little friend messengers, whether it's anxiety or fear or envy or whatever it is. I sit and I, before I just sit with the anxiety and get all caught up in it, I ask myself like, okay, right now I'm feeling really anxious. I start, this is when I do my automatic writing. I'm feeling really anxious and like, what's going on? Why do I feel anxious? And then I will just go off into writing and then realize it's like, oh, I feel anxious because I actually don't have any trust in the universe right now. I feel anxious because I'm trying to control a situation and I just need it to come out my way. And then I realize like, okay, well, this could also come out another way that could be even better for you. And oh, Valentina, when you try to control things, you're actually blocking the flow of energy and you're blocking your own alignment to yourself. So I would encourage you guys to try to use this as well because it's actually, it's really been helping me. It's really been helping to calm me down and it's been helping me to let go of the, of any of the lower frequency emotions that try to hold me back. I I get really curious about them and I see them as my little messengers. And speaking about energy, Valentina and I actually just, we paused the podcast recording for a moment to acknowledge that we both feel like the energy of the world around us feels super, super still today. And we were debating about whether or not we were going to talk about it on the podcast. And then we were like, no, yeah, let, let's talk about it. Let's acknowledge it. It feels like not just still. It feels kind of heavy. Almost like... Like something is pressing it's down. It's not still as in like peaceful but it feels st- and by the way today is may 13th so if anyone like re- when by the time this comes out and you're like holy shit on wednesday i felt like that too can you let us know <laughs> yeah um but it feels like we're a little bit like sad like yeah. my heart is a little bit sad it feels like like time ha- is standing still and every like it, there's this stillness that that is 
flirting with like the energy of depression it is and the wild thing is as we mentioned like paula and i don't live together i just got here less than an hour ago and we both were like what something in the in the is in the energy today in the collective so this is kind of cool to talk about because what we're gonna teach you guys now is energy surfing (laughs) that's just that's what i call it and in the past before i learned how to be aware of my thoughts and aware of my sensations and even aware of just how I feel, which is thoughts and sensations. I might've taken this feeling that I'm currently feeling super seriously and been like, Oh my God, am I depressed? What should I be depressed about? And then my mind would maybe have started coming up with reasons for, oh, okay, yeah, you're probably depressed because of this and that. Okay. And so now that my mind has come up with a story for why I'm depressed, my body is going to reciprocate it by feeling even more depressed. So now I have internalized this energy as my own. And now it's, I have just ensured that it is going to stick around for who knows how long versus the perspective I take now and Valentina also practices is it's literally energy surfing. It's saying like, hmm, I notice that things feel this way. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to be aware of it. But the thing is that I don't internalize it. So I can just, I know that it's passing. I know that everything comes and passes. It's not going to stay like this. So I don't have to come up with a story for why it feels this way. I can just kind of notice it and keep moving. Yeah, it's not this is similar to what I heard Michael Singer talking about the other day and I can link the YouTube video because it was amazing we'll put it in our show notes Michael Singer if you guys haven't heard about him he is the author of the untethered soul and the surrender experiment and he was basically talking about how you know we really start living a more liberated life when we don't cling to our emotions but we also don't repel our emotions because Mm -hmm. when we repel our emotions that's another way of clinging to it and the way that we liberate ourselves is kind of just allow it to pass through us acknowledge it acknowledge what it is and report it like the weather it's something that's happening and we're just going to allow it to to be and to take the space that it needs to and we're going to sit here in the seat of the observer and flow with the energy of life and not yeah not get not get emotionally attached to it by wrapping an entire story around it I can definitely say it's kind of you know it's hard when you do have responsibilities and you do feel this way and having to put it in your back pocket oh for sure I mean tonight we're holding by the time this comes out Tonight we have another event. This is clearly not recorded live. Just a point taken. Um, we have an, yeah, we have another event tonight where I'm uh, Valentina and I are hosting with Rebel Women a uh, conversation on grief and loss and normalizing or, or grieving the grieving. loss of normalcy. Yeah, and I'm I'm presenting as the therapist. I have to provide information and help hold space. Valentina's going to hold space too. And so, I mean, I'm feeling this energy and I'm like, well, feeling very flat. (laughs) I am too. And, you know, part of me is just like, damn, like, first of all, I'm very excited still for this event tonight. Rebel, I'm one of the founding rebels of Rebel Women. So it's something that is like near and dear to my heart. And I absolutely adore this group. 
And then on the other hand, I'm like, oh my God, like I really feel kind of down today. I'm not sure as we explain what it is. It's just this type of energy. I just energy surf it because we do have this other responsibility or this other uh, opportunity to show up and hold space energetically for people because you have to bring your full self when you're going to give this kind of emotional offer to the community and I just I think it's also about trusting this is something I tell myself all the time too uh when I have these events that are a little more public is that I will I'll notice when my mind goes into doubting mode and being like um oh my god I need to like study a bunch of stuff I need to read all this stuff and then I, I witness my higher self coming in or my higher wisdom coming in and saying like every time this is something I tell myself all the time you know more than you think you know and then I bring myself back in and for example tonight I trust that as soon as I get on there and I start engaging with everybody and the energy of everybody there we're gonna create our own energy so it's not even not even worried about how I'm feeling right now. Yes. And what is coming up for me when you're saying this is I'm getting flashback to when I used to be in the midst of my pretty heavy depression. I would think that, you know, I wouldn't go out with friends and I wouldn't go to family dinners. I would just sit in my room because I was like, no, no, no. Like this energy is so heavy. I just want to sit here and do nothing. But it's actually great to start showing up to other things because you show yourself that energy is like a wave. It can move. And then the the way that I started getting out of that depression was showing up to different things and was embracing other energies and being open to those other energies. And those higher frequencies would take over my lower one. And with that, I'm excited all over again. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, that's literally just energy surfing. You don't take it that seriously. Like, okay, everything feels still right now. Interesting noted I'm gonna keep moving I don't I I I make the conscious intention to not attach to it as dramatically or emotionally as I would have before I got to this place in in my mental state and it all passes that's just the thing energy is literally like the weather every day the weather is going to be different Every day, the kind of energy, and you can use the word energy and emotion and mood interchangeably, okay? But every day, that is going to be different. And if we get stuck on the idea or married to the idea or rigid around the idea that only one kind of mood is appropriate, only one kind of energy state is appropriate, then we're going to be so distressed when a different type of energy state that doesn't fit into that category shows up and then by being distressed about it we take ourselves deeper into it and then before we know it it's a whole thing and this is really taking what you're speaking of of you know just writing is taking the more feminine yin approach to life whereas our society is typically has been used to and still does still does this is we approach everything with that masculine energy of wanting to change things, wanting to control things, wanting to move through things and push through things. And something that quarantine life has actually really taught me is that I am really embracing the more yin, the more feminine approach to surrendering and trusting and allowing and just breathing and not trying to force anything. And this is kind of segueing into what 
I want to hold on to as life starts picking back up because I heard someone on Instagram the other day, they put a message out and they were like, as life picks back up. And I read it and I was like, life is not like life is not picking back up. People are, we're in quarantine. We're still in the midst of this. But then I kind of walked outside and then I did see a lot more cars and I'm not going to lie. Like my, I got kind of sad because, well, I'm happy that more people are going to get their jobs back and you know, everything that you once missed, maybe you'll, you'll start to do but I really have been loving this more surrendered approach to things. And with my, you know, my freaking fiery Aries personality, I am that like, I love starting things and pushing things and meeting deadlines and like checking things off and getting things done and moving at the speed of lightning. And during this quarantine time, I've really been able to, I was forced to slow down And at first it it was like, okay, hmm, this is new. And then after a while I realized like, oh my God, I love this. Like I love the the world not moving at such a fast pace and a million things not being thrown my way. Before I used to pride myself in how much I could get done in such a limited amount of time. And now it's like, it's just not about that. I don't like, I don't want my life to be consistent. I don't want my life to consist of how much I can do and how much I can get done. I want my life to consist of how much I'm able to really surrender into this moment and how much I'm able to feel life and just get out of my mind and just be here. So I'm moving to an island. I'm just kidding. (laughs) As you were talking, I'm like, maybe my neighbor acting up is a sign that I should move out to the countryside. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. And then you finished with an island. <laughs> I'm serious. So I was talking. Pretty to mental K- coming out you live from the middle of nowhere. We are in Kauai. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Aloha. Ay. I'm just kidding. But KJ was talking today and he was like, damn, people are starting to pull me again. Like people are starting to grab me left and right and my phone is going off and my email is going off and it's funny because at the beginning beginning of the quarantine the goal was to how do how do we continue those phone calls and those emails and everything going and now it's kind of like okay now how can we still have our our life and be the the boss of our own life and really bring in aspects of this quarantine life into this new life so I just I know that going forward there are so many things that I want to take with me and I just don't really see another option because I feel like I know that my health depends on it. I know that me running off of that adrenaline and putting my body into that heightened state of that fight or flight moment and and all that cortisol and all of that cortisol it's not helping me yeah cortisol is a hormone if you're in that state all the time your hormones let me break it to you and to all humans <laughs> our hormones are going to become dysregulated the majority of patients in doctors offices are in there because of a lifestyle related disease so yeah this stuff is real and before maybe we would think okay like I'll just like really push it hard like Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday I'll allow the breaks and I don't even want that I really don't even want that anymore I I my goal moving forward is to figure out a way 
to live a very balanced, very calming life. And if that means I have to sacrifice things, I am so willing to do it because it's really just in my face of what kind of life that I want to live. Yeah. Just the goal is sustainability over everything. I really do believe that. So how can I make every single day sustainable? And on top of that, when we diminish that or, you know, when we act less on that very masculine, very controlling energy and we go more into the surrender and the balance energy, this is something I heard on a Taoist documentary is that it's we, called the art of surrender by the way if you guys want to look it up it's on youtube it's awesome the art of surrender it's so good we can link that too and what they're saying is that when we by diminishing the the yang the masculine effects it weakens the sense of i as a separate person and when we go more into that surrendered and trusting side of ourselves that moves slower we it's easier for us to see how connected that we truly are because we're no longer in competition. We're no longer in that heavy survival mode of trying to push everything out of the way and make it to the top and making sure that we get acknowledged and we get seen. It's kind of like, okay, that I am, this, this is the image that pops in my mind when I was journaling the other day. Is I imagined myself like the sailor on a ship and while I am steering it, I am on a vast ocean that has its own energy and controls its own energy. And if a giant hurricane like this pandemic, basically, were to come, I can't steer my way out of it. I have to align myself and understand the communication and the flow of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm just thinking about how anxiety makes our or that survival mode, it makes our, our attention very narrow focused. So you can only, it compartmentalizes, essentially compartmentalizes life versus when you're able to step back and bring more spaciousness by slowing down, you just have more access to having a broader perspective, literally, both visually and just mentally, you're able to see the whole. You're much more able to grasp the whole. So that's where probably that feeling of interconnectedness is coming from when things slow down. Is there anything that you want to bring, you know, forward going beyond this? I just want to make sure that I'm honoring the pace of work that I know I respond well to, which is like I have I can't overdo myself with hours. And before this, I definitely had a tendency sometimes to like see too many clients in one day and but you know what like I can actually still see a lot of clients in one day but it is easier when it's virtual yeah because you're in your own space your own energy yeah it is so um maybe actually just having letting this experience inform how I want to continue by practice moving forward so I think there's going to be a lot more digital sessions offered um and that's probably like the biggest difference, honestly, because I feel like my life was already already had to have a certain amount of this balance that a lot of people are experiencing because of quarantine. I had to have it as a requirement in order to stay centered for the kind of work that I do. So I think just switching over to seeing more virtual clients would probably be the biggest difference for me because 
I, I, I like being in my own space. I'm one of those people that I take the time to curate a certain kind of energy and feel to my space. And I just like being in there. So I, I find it kind of ironic and maybe like a dark humor way, um, that tonight we're doing a, a session on like grieving the loss of normalcy. And in some ways for people like us, we're gonna like I'm we're grieving the loss of quarantine <laughs> grieving the loss of quarantine is literally what i was thinking i'm serious yeah and you're not alone that's the thing too is that you're not alone just like there's gonna be people there's a lot of people when this started that felt shame for feeling grief because they lost things that maybe on the surface seem superficial when there's other people there's always somebody that's suffering more than us right and then it, for those of us who find ourselves grieving the loss of quarantine there's some shame around the fact that like quarantine actually has brought a lot of suffering to other people so are we not allowed to grieve the loss of of quarantine like that's a thing too so that there's gonna be another wave of different types of grief that come in whenever things go back to normal if they ever really go back to exactly how they were which i hope not and i'm gonna make sure mine isn't (laughs) this is another thing that we actually want need to talk about and I don't know if we have time to go into it today but the PTSD after post-quarantine because I people keep tagging me in these things and mentioning me um and pictures on Instagram of you know those memes this is what I'm gonna do when I get to see all my friends again and it's people hugging each other and every time someone tags me in that I'm like no do not hug me. Yeah. We're not over this yet. What do you mean? Like, I love you, but no. Like, I I really am curious about when I'm going to feel comfortable hugging people again or even hanging out with people in their space because I don't know the last time that they Lysoled it. Yeah. Well, and then also people that, like, struggle with social anxiety, they've gotten a major reprieve from being around people. So, for example... I've worked with a lot of people that we have to like work up their their threshold for how much social interaction they can handle. And and like they were doing the work, working hard at it. And then quarantine came. And now it's like they don't have to start over because they already have the muscle memory in there. But it's it's like it the anxiety is going to be super heightened again because they haven't been practicing that exposure on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, I know for me being as sensitive as I am it's not like I am definitely someone that has to lean into my introversion and not hang out with a ton of people all the time because I get drained I get so easily drained and before I would feel so bad having to say no 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 all the time when everyone would ask me to hang out and this quarantine gave me like a fresh you know sigh of relief yeah, it's like a little like buffer. It's like a little cushion around. It's like I literally cannot hang out because it's not safe for me to. Yeah, but then now when this comes back again, it makes me sad because I do love my friends, but at the same time, like I and I do love going to events and hanging out with people, but being there's nothing for me like being in my own energy. I really can hang, handle hanging out with people once, maybe twice a month. And that's it. I have a very very tight circle yeah and it, it it has felt good at least for us and our temperament to have that be justified you know 
how I've been talking about human design in our Instagram stories and both of us are projectors. Mm-hmm. That's actually a thing with human design with what projectors they, yeah. and reflectors. We are the two of the five types that we actually do not get our energy from or what is it? We basically like we need to protect our energy a ton because other people's energies can really get in our own field. Oh yeah, we're like super spongy. <laughs> we're super spongy. And it's so true. I have to be so conscious to not be spongy. It, like and spongy meaning like I'm taking in everybody else's energy. And so in order to keep that consciousness going, it takes it takes consciousness and energy. So like that can be tiring. Yeah. A day out in the world with people is a lot more tiring for me than if I'm just with like two people whose energies I have to deal with. Same. Like I could do the same exact things. Yeah. But just if there's more people around, I just, I think the energy of having to like consciously keep my center because we're just, we're very sensitive. We pick up on, on patterns. We pick up Dude, on. Dude, it's so frustrating sometimes. <laughs> we pick up on everything. It's amazing, but it's also so draining. Like sometimes I have some friends who can just like, they don't pick up on anything. I wonder if there's like and a, I'm like how do you do that can you share it with me if they created like grief groups just based on human design so like protectors <laughs> grief group post quarantine I mean I don't know I don't know what what I'm gonna do post it I, okay I'm not gonna try to predict the future I heard someone say the worst thing you can try to be is a fortune teller oh yeah and that's totally anxiety that's anxiety so yeah. I'm not gonna do that yeah I'm going to witness how it unfolds, witness how it unfolds and talk to my immigration lawyer about moving to Italy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Italy. I know. Sorry. That was just the first place that came to my head, like off the coast or something. Those little farm towns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. I know. But I will just see how honor what works for me like truly this is and it's going to take commitment to honor what works for you and not just say yes to everything and say yes to invites and getting pulled in a billion different directions and putting so much on your plate it's take like now is the time for us to really figure out what kind of lives we want to live yeah and establish like what kind of what kind of president do you want to establish and why why like why are we doing this why like what is your end goal of of doing all of stacking your plate up and being busy like crazy and saying yes to everything is it because it's going to make you more money well when you get more money like what is the feeling that you're seeking for with wanting more money is it freedom okay cool well then don't try to look for money like what is a way that you can get freedom now meditation and breath work there's other ways going out in nature going out in nature there's other ways we really need to think about like what is our end goal and what do we think that end goal is going to bring us what feelings do we think we're going to feel when we get to that end goal and then ask yourself is there actually a way that I can feel that way now am I looking for peace am I looking for liberation and if I am looking for those things what are ways that I can cultivate that in my life now Without feeling like we have to have like the absolute perfect conditions before we can access and allow ourselves to come into those feelings. Because let me tell you, all of our egos are never going to be satisfied by any one single condition. It's always going to find something wrong with it. So if we just go 
nutty out there trying to reach and grasp and arrange and rearrange and control and manipulate the world in such a way that we're finally comfortable we're never gonna get there we're not and I was listening to the mind body green podcast the other day and the CEO was talking about how when he was younger his dream would was to get rich so he couldn't have any more problems and he was saying like let me tell you guys problems do not go away when you get rich and you get this like level of notoriety you prob you just get more problems you just get more complex problems well see I think that that just depends because if you reach like a certain level of wealth and notoriety but you do it in a balanced way where you've been prioritizing your mental health and not buying into that idea that he's talking about, then when you get there, you're already balanced. And so like having that extra finances is nice because it just gives you stability. But if you get there by thinking that like only when you get certain things, that's when you're going to be happy. That's what you've already trained your brain to do. So when you get there, you will find more problems because that's already the pattern that your brain is operating in. Exactly. We have to really stop believing in this like timeline of things and call into our present moment everything that we do want to feel and take little baby steps every day and also realizing that like our happiness and peace like yeah having nicer things and having other things like it will it will be fun and it will make us happy for a moment but the ultimate happiness and the ultimate peace is going to come from the inside it's not going to come from anything externally and that is something that is just like seriously showing is showing up for me during this quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like how much can you just return to your center? That's where the that's where the the peace of mind is. Just your center. Not all the thoughts are going to pull you in a million directions. All the people are going to pull you in a million directions. All the things are going to pull you in a million directions. But there's a one solid core place that is always the same and it is that place inside of you where you are just observing everything that happens and the more that you can tune into that the more that you can surf all of these energies and all of these things of this world while being in that peaceful state of mind that everyone actually really longs for yeah I could not agree more I am one trillion percent on the what is your energy surfing train and one trillion percent devoted to my insides and to my organs to my organs <laughs> my large intestine is calling my name <laughs> I things have just really shifted for me like they've really shifted for me I mean okay maybe I'm exaggerating we know I like to speak in hyperbole <laughs> I have <laughs> I've, you I've really been, do I've been going at this little meditation you know fix your insides game for a minute I think now I'm just like what I I'm just more excited about it than I was <sighs> yeah I mean like we, the excitement is just it keeps building because I'm really realizing that what my truth is and what my truth is is literally completely opposite than what society has fed me my whole life mm, yes so if there's any if you find yourself being distressed by any thought ask yourself what is it about this thought that that distresses me and do where did I learn it and do I even agree with it yeah, and what, what is it trying to tell me? What is it trying to tell me about myself? What is it trying to point out to me that I am ignoring within myself? 
the whole point of this is to really stop ignoring what our insides are telling us and what our heart and our mind and our spirit, like what is it telling us? And this is really going to take, it's going to take shedding some bad habits and shedding some patterns that we used to have as buffers to make us feel more comfortable. Yeah. Layers of conditioning that we learn from society about what is and what is not acceptable and what parts of us are and are not acceptable. It's really what it comes down to. When we're at peace with how we really want to show up in, in, in the world in a way that's authentic to us, it doesn't matter. Like all the social norms of the kind of house you should have, you know, how much money you should have in the bank, all those things. Like if it really authentically matters to you, you'll find a way to get it. But just make sure that it's something that you really do agree with and that you really do believe in and that you're not just doing it because of fear and um, the conditioning that that is how you're supposed to think. Just say allow yourself to question. Yeah, start getting curious. It's it's just so worth it. All right, guys. With that, we love you guys. Keep listening. Keep sending us questions joining the conversation engaging with us let us know actually i really for real would love to know like what you guys think about this quarantine and if there are aspects of quarantine life that you want to take with you moving forward and if you don't if you're like no i want to go completely back to how it used to be i'm actually curious about that too so yeah and also let us know what happened for you on may 13th Oh, yeah. On Wednesday, May 13th. Do you hear me? (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) What were you going through? (laughs) Okay. We love you guys. Catch us every Monday at 6 a.m. EST. We have moved the podcast up two hours in case anyone is an early riser and wants to go on a morning run. Yes. And spend some time with us. Yes. We love you guys. And yeah, be kind to yourselves out there. Bye. Bye.